0: So pride seems powerful on the surface. It's amazing. You can draw a crowd by just being bold, confident, proud, just take charge, go right ahead. But if you don't take correction and you can't learn, that pride will lead to a fall. Pride always prophesies a fall. Whatever area you're proud about of your life, that is a prophecy of your next fall. But humility seals the soul and protects us, the wraparound presence of God. This is why Peter calls it a cloak, to clothe yourself with humility. It is wrap humility around yourself like a garment. And it it keeps you from those arrogant know-it-all statements of opinions that masquerade as truth and the thoughts that we have that we think are God, but they're us. They're not God's heart. They're judgments and criticisms that we so quickly can lodge out at others. But humility will think, humility will ponder meditate before we make those premature judgments so in every relationship i'm reading from first peter five verse five in every relationship each of you must wrap around yourself the apron of a humble servant wow because god resists you when you're proud but multiplies grace and favor when you are humble friends this is not the world this is not the leadership model of the world of business, but it's the model of Jesus Christ. And if you want to influence others more than just amass a huge crowd, if you want to leave a, make a difference in the hearts of people, not just a dent, but to make a difference forever, this is the model. This is the way. It's the easy yoke of learning of Christ, gentle, easy to please, lowly of heart. Humility doesn't expect others to serve you. Humble leaders serve others. Matthew 23, let me read it again. The greatest among you will be the one who always serves others. Remember this, if you have a lofty opinion of yourself and seek to be honored, you will be humbled. But if you have a modest opinion of yourself and choose to humble yourself, you will be honored. Humility is a self-decision. People don't teach you humility. You choose it. You make the conscious decision to humble yourself before God. God doesn't tell us to humble others. I remember uh, one, one wonderful, sweet person came to me years back when I was pastoring And said, it's really our job to to keep you humble. And I said, I think that's God's job. And I think it's our job to humble ourselves. So you can't humble somebody else. You don't humble your spouse. Quit. You don't go and humble your employees. No, you humble yourself. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up. It's that simple. The path to promotion always leads through meekness, through that selfless place of abandonment to God alone. So pride leaves us easily hurt and offended. You imagine a world of believers that love Jesus that are unoffendable. My my friend Patricia King has a book, about living an unoffendable life, I recommend that. She's amazing, and her book is so authentic and so real. But to live as unoffended leaders that the flock, if they hurt you, sheep bite. I know that saying. I get it. I've been bit as well. But to understand the role of humility, of love, and overlooking an offense. You're never more like Jesus than when you overlook an offense. You're living like Jesus Christ when you look at that person who really meant to hurt you and you bless them in return. You're living the Jesus lifestyle. So humility is a shield that protects us from anger, from holding grudges. Proverbs 19.11, a wise person has his anger under control and it is his glory. It is his glory to overlook an offense a wise person has his or her anger under control and it is it is his glory to overlook an offense so only in christ can i become the leader god wants me to be and i wanted to start with this i want us to understand how pride and the arrogance of leadership because of position maybe because of the wealth or the influence that comes along that can come along with leadership that is crushed beneath the weight of our love for Jesus Christ and our desire to make him alone famous. Leaders that will make the Father glorified are the leaders that live the Jesus model. My, but who can do it? Who could live this way? Jesus. And guess what? He's in us. So this teaching I'm giving you tonight on humility. It's so that it pushes us into the life of Jesus Christ. He is our meekness. He is meek and lowly. When you don't feel meek and lowly, (laughs) you want to get your way. I get it. He is our meekness. He is our life. He is our wisdom, our fruit, our holiness, our redemption, our justification and sanctification and everything in between. He can be who he is in you if you let him. And he'll live that meek, gentle lifestyle. He'll live it through you. It's not in ourselves, but it's in him. In him, we live. That's physical. And we move. That's emotional. And we have our being. That's spiritual. In him, we live and move and have our being. And that's the model that Jesus is extending to you this evening. God will use us in our imperfections and flaws. Hello. God will use you. He loves to use weak people. That's all he has. Jesus will use you. He'll flow through your weakness. Your weakness becomes a portal into God's strength. Weakness never disqualifies you. It's our arrogance. It's our pride. It's our self-vaulted strengths that disqualify us. God will use you as a Jesus-style leader if you'll become vulnerable with a teachable heart. Despite being the son of God, he willingly embraced a posture of humility. Jesus never sought Personal claim or recognition. His humility is example we are to follow. And I'll finish, conclude with reading from Philippians chapter two. This passage. There's no way you could ever talk about leadership or about humility without this passage of Philippians 2. And I'm going to start in verse three. It says, be free from pride-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your heart. But in authentic humility, there's our word, authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, Jesus Christ has set before us Let his mindset become your motivation. He existed in the form of God, yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with God as his supreme prize. Instead, he emptied himself. This is the Greek word kenosis. He emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. he became human, he humbled himself and became vulnerable. Choosing to be revealed as a man and he was obedient. He was a perfect example, even in his death, a criminal's death by crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. We're going to go in detail in all of these directions. The Philippians 2 passage, I want to unwrap it, and I want to show you in the academy the seven steps of humility. Jesus took seven steps downward to the cross, and then from the empty tomb, there were seven steps that exalted him to the highest throne. And we'll discuss all of that in weeks to come. But how do we do this? Here's our takeaway. How do we do this? How do we really model this kind of leadership. First of all, see Jesus in others. See Jesus in others. See Jesus in the people you serve. Didn't Jesus say that if you give a drink of water, uh, clothing, uh, you visit the poor uh, in the prison, and you help the needy? Didn't he say, you're doing it for me? You're doing it to me? we can see and serve and love Jesus in others. What you do for the least of your brothers and sisters, you do for me, he said. That's in Matthew 23, 35, and 36. How do we do it? Pray. Pray for others. How can you lead people that you don't pray for? Spend time in prayer, even tonight. And lift up a fellow believer to the Lord in prayer. Don't pray for your own need. Pray for that one person. Could be a family member. It could be a friend. It could be a, a leader that you know that needs the hand of God upon their life. Thirdly, stop evaluating everybody. Stop evaluating everybody. And commit your heart to love first amazing how love will open your eyes to true discernment. There's no such thing as discernment without love. That's criticism. That's judgmentalism. That's arrogant superiority over other people that you don't know their whole story. You just don't know the story. You don't know it. But when you love, your eyes open, your heart opens, and then you have wisdom from above. You have the ability to properly discern where that person is and what that person needs the most make a big deal out of somebody else's breakthrough how do i model this jesus style of leadership of humility make a big deal out of somebody else's breakthrough not how many people came to your service or how many people you got baptized or how many come to your bible study celebrate somebody else's breakthrough And then last, remember, leadership is about people, not personality. Leadership is primarily about people, not personality. Loving Jesus is best done